Welcome to the Market Beautifully Podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm going over a question that I get asked a lot on Instagram, which is how to pivot or add on to your existing business model. I recorded this live within the Market Beautifully Facebook group, which you should totally join at marketbeautifully.com slash community. We have a blast over there. So if you need any help with a current business project you're working on, we would love to help you out. Just join at marketbeautifully.com slash community is as well if you want access to the live recordings of these episodes. By the way, next week we are going over how to outsource in a streamlined, strategic way, and it's going to be epic. So keep that in the back of your mind and get excited for next Monday. Now I'm going to hit play on this recording. So it means that we're going to be talking about pivoting your business model, which is why I'm super excited about this because I've been asked this question dozens of times, so many times, um, and I think it's a great question. And I'm actually in the process of pivoting my business model right now, which is why I thought this would be the perfect time to record this episode. Now, before we dive in, I want to say the three types of different business models are service-based, physical product, and digital product, kind of like an info-based, infopreneur, right? So we have three different types of business models, and then we also have like sub-business models underneath those, Uh, but I just want to mention, I have absolutely no experience in the physical product realm. So I am completely nixing that out of the equation, and I'm so sorry if you're a product business owner, but I'm only focusing on service-based and digital products. Okay, so with each of these types, there are sub-business models, like I said, and these are like for digital products, there are courses, ebooks, membership sites, you know, etc. So you kind of see what I'm saying, that there are different types of products or business models within a big overall umbrella business model. Now, if you have a service-based business, which I know a lot of the listeners here are service-based businesses, and you found a limitation, and it's hard to scale your business, and you're stuck, and you're frustrated, because service-based is time-based. You only have so much time in the day, and that's how you're making your money, is based on your time, and how you're spending it. And so, with this, you want to, let's say, outsource, but then it's like hard to ensure the quality of what you're getting. So, for instance, I ran an agency for about a year or two, And I had four people on my team, on my agency team. It was great. Uh, I got clients in and it was awesome, right? But I was outsourcing to about four. I had, you know, four people on my team, but it was hard to ensure that quality. And that was definitely a hang up that I had when I had this specific business model. So even though I was trying to scale, there was still limitations on that. And so that's just tough whenever you're in a service-based business model, you're trading your time for money, which is always, it's, it's pretty rough. So there's also timing. So you've probably experienced like financial insecurity and 
you know, you probably asked your question, are you going to book clients this month? Or are you, do you even have like a client waiting list? Do you know where your next client's coming from? There's a lot up in the air and it's not stable. Stability is crucial. I thrive off stability. Now, some people don't. Some people don't thrive off stability, but I am one of those people that definitely thrive off stability. So whenever you're in the service-based business model, it's hard to really just you know, cling on to that stability because it's not really there unless you have a really strong presence online and have that awesome client waiting list, right? So that's a big thing. So lacking time, you're feeling crazy, it may be time to turn your services into products if this is the case. Or you're adding on or just changing to your existing business model and you're like adding to the portfolio of what you already offer, right? So this is something great and this is the switch of service-based to digital product-based. So that's kind of switching or adding on to. That's what I'm going to go for first and then we'll talk about if your digital product switching over to service-based, okay? So why create a passive product or a digital product? Because you want to increase your overall customer value. That's a huge thing when talking about business models. So Let's say someone, you're a web designer, okay? So you've designed their website and you might even do their website maintenance, but now you can offer a digital product that helps them uh, even, it helps them, I'm trying to think, sorry, of like a digital product because a web designer is a little bit tough. I'm trying to think of like what I did as a web designer, but what, what I did as a web designer is I offered, I think I offered an SEO, that was it, okay. I haven't been a web designer in a long time, uh, like just a freelance web designer, but I actually offered a program called SEO Simplified that they could upsell, it was like $47, maybe $97. It wasn't a lot. So, but it helped them create an SEO experience on their website. Um, and it offered like this monthly maintenance routine for all of their SEO in their WordPress website. So that was something that I offered that was a really quick upsell and, incre and it increased my customer value. So. That's something that uh, I, man, it was so great because it was passive. It was upfront work, but after that, it was passive selling it. So that's something definitely to think about. But how to figure out what passive product to do? Let's say you're stuck, and I would say, first of all, if you have a service that you can upsell or downsell from, then add a passive product to upsell or downsell. But let's say you want it to be aside from your services, then what I would do is I would take notes of emails or DMs of struggles and questions that you get in your inbox on the daily, weekly, or monthly. If you get a question asked more than two to three times, you know this is something that you need to create a product around, right? And so if you definitely want to solve your niche market in this way, also look at Facebook groups. So figure out where your target audience is struggling and then look at Facebook groups that they're in and figure out what they're complaining about. If they're complaining about it, solve their problem with a, with a digital product. So that's another way. And then just do market research like a mad woman. Okay. Market research is the best place to spend your time on, especially when you're getting into the digital product realm because you want to make sure that you are making the right digital product. And what you could even do is you could even ask or past clients, hey, I'm testing out this idea right now. Would you be willing to pay X amount of dollars, like $47 for this new uh, product that I have? Because you're a past client, I'll give you this X amount of discount or something. And if they pay for it, 
You can say the, the product's releasing on this date. If they pay for it, you know it's a good idea. And it's definitely good to make sure that you are confirming that people are actually willing to put their, get their wallet out and pay for this. Pre-testing is so important, pre-selling. Um, that's exactly what I did with my membership, actually. I, I pre-sold 20, 20 beta spots at $25 a month, and they're locked in at that price now. So whenever it keeps raising uh, the monthly price, they don't have to worry. They're locked in, so it's great. Now, what kind of types of products could you offer if you're switching to a more passive business model? You could do pre-made logo or brands that are kind of semi-custom. So I have a hand letter that I work with, Amy, from Just Like White Creative. And what she does is she creates custom hand lettered logos. But she's thinking about calling, or I forget exactly what she's calling it, but it's something, the word... Ugh, I forget what it's called. Anyways, what it is though is you can purchase hand-lettered words, just one hand-lettered word. And so she's pre-done it in a way, and then they just buy it as a digital product, and they have all the downloads. So it's super easy. That's an awesome way to, it's like a semi-custom digital product that she's offering on top of her product suite. So she's a service-based business owner. She still has her packages, but she's just adding on in a semi-custom way that she's already going to be doing like pre-done words or pre-done logos that she's just tweaking a bit before sending that final file to them. So it's an awesome way to add that on as uh, to your existing business model. Now, social media templates. Let's say you're a graphic designer. So um, Alicia from Basil and Bark actually had a conversation with her a few weeks ago. She helped me do some market research. And with her, she does graphic design work a lot for infopreneur. So it was uh, right up my alley, right? So some kind of passive product that she can add on to her product suite would be social media templates that are pre-done. And then put those social media templates on Creative Market, on Amazon, on all these existing platforms that have a great search engine and an existing audience so that it can sell on autopilot. My friend Liz has stock photos on Creative Market that sell on autopilot. She never tells anyone about them, but they sell because it already has an, they, Creative Market already has an existing audience and she's leveraging that. And so she hasn't changed her entire business model. She's just added on that little piece to her existing business model that runs on autopilot. So that's definitely something that I would love for you to consider. Now, other things are font kits or packs on Creative Market. If you're a designer, I had no idea how to create these, but if you're a designer and you're super creative, I know you probably already know how to. Ebooks or guides are also really great to sell and even on Amazon. Again, leverage existing communities like Amazon. Uh, courses, of course you've heard of courses, but workshop replays are also something that people don't think about. So for instance, uh, my friend Liz, she's selling a $47 workshop um, and then her ticket in price increases to $97. Okay, so now she's selling the live version for $47 a ticket. The pre-recorded version is $97, and she can sell that as a separate digital product and run a funnel through it. So then she can create a promoted pin strategy and a content marketing strategy and have an evergreen funnel running to this $97 product that did not take long to create at all, and it answers the questions that her audience has been asking her for the past few months. She's packaging it all up into this live workshop. How amazing, right? So that's definitely something you can consider. Stock photo downloads, we've talked about that. Printable designs such as calendars, that's also really great. Uh, one of my past client, my past Pinterest management clients 
Rose, she's from Australia, and she does this. She has printable designs like calendars on Etsy, and she does really, really well because, again, she's leveraging that existing existing audience. Also, resume templates, of course, a printable meal plan. So if you're a health coach, you could create a printable meal plan or a recipe book that they can download and get immediate access to. And membership sites. So I just switched my business model from agency to membership site. Um, but I did it a little bit differently. So instead of adding on to my existing business model, I just cold turkey quit and moved to the next business model. Um, I thought my transition was going to be a little bit more smooth than it was, but I had outsourcing problems. Um, and, you know, I'm super transparent here on the podcast, so I'm sure if you've listened to past episodes, you know a bit about what's happened with the outsourcing nightmares I've had. Or on Instagram, I've talked about it there, just tips to avoid what I went through, because I definitely don't want you to have to go through the outsourcing nightmare that I did. But with membership site, I definitely did make that transition. And although it wasn't smooth, it happened. And uh, we are going to be launching in very, very soon. I mean, in just a two weeks or so. So I'm super excited about launching the Profit Planner Lounge. And so that's something that I'm really excited about. Now, affiliate products, this is another way to add on to your existing business model or switch completely. Affiliate income is fantastic. It is passive if you make it passive. Um, and Content marketing is the best way for affiliate products, in my opinion, but just providing like going above and beyond with value when it comes to creating content around your affiliate link. Okay, so I hope all of those ideas sparked a lot of inspiration when it comes to changing your business model or adding to your existing business model. Um, I feel like a lot of people get caught up on how it would look like. So I wanted to provide a lot of examples. That way you could really see, okay, this is exactly what this would look like in my business. So brainstorm a few ways of how you could add on something that's more passive or that's a digital product onto your existing, um, onto your existing, let's see, I'm going to pull up Facebook right here because, um, it's not letting me see comments on here. But anyways, to pull up from your existing business model though. So first, it like went straight to Messenger for some reason. Okay, here we go. Existing. Oh, um, now I can hear myself. There we go. Okay, great. Um, okay, so next up is I wanna talk about how a millionaire is is made off of multiple streams of income. So I want you to really keep this in mind because if you, and not that your goal might be, I wanna become a millionaire, even if you don't, whatever. In order to scale your business, in order to move forward, I really, really, really want you to make sure that you are adding in multiple income streams on your business. I want you to diversify your income and you can do that by changing up your business model a bit or adding on to your existing business model. So you have a, pro think of your primary income stream right now. What is that? And I'm gonna do Amy as an example. So Amy's income primary stream is, it's creating custom hand letter logos and branding. Okay, so then what else can she do? She's going to add pre-done logos that are already done, but she'll tweak a bit. She's gonna do uh, one-off hand-lettered words that people can just automatically download. And then she's also going to leverage communities like Amazon, Creative Market, and Etsy to further get that reach out of those digital products. So now she's gonna have multiple streams of income instead of relying on just her one 
income, which is completely service-based and not stable. Now, she does make money, but it's not stable, so she's adding to it. You see what I'm saying? Diversifying your income. It is crucial. <coughs> I'm going to drink water because my I've been talking all day and recording videos. So my throat is like, Haley, why are you keep talking? <laughs> I do talk a lot. Okay. But... The main thing is start with what problem you solve and work backwards. So the problem Amy solves is giving people beautiful brands that are feminine, that are hand lettered. It's fantastic. So that's what, that's the problem she solves. How can she work backwards? She's going to make it even, the process even easier. She's going to have people see what a pre-done logo would look like and what it would look like for their business. So stuff like that, um, that is what you want. Okay. Now, what are the limitations of the middle ground? For instance, those pre-done logos, they're not completely done, so you still have to work at it. Sometimes it maybe not, it doesn't 100% fit what they might think that it should look like. And it, it, the ability to scale is great if you have a strong automated system, but you really have to make sure that you have a strong automated system for that to work really, really well. So now I want to go into, if you're already selling passive products, um, this is what I want you to do. Um, if you're trying to add on to a service-based. So you could add on training calls, so just one-on-one -on -one access to you. So let's say that you right now offer email marketing copy. You could have coach a strategy session, so a one-hour strategy session that's $200 or something along those lines. Um, that's what I offer for my strategy sessions is like $197 for an hour phone call. We can map out anything you'd like and take it the direction that you want to go and solve that problem for you. So you could have training calls with one-on-one -on -one access to you. You could add audits. So for instance, when I was a web designer, um, I offered $97 website audits, which I still do, but they're about $147 now. But I offer a website audit. So that is uh, an an easy service that you could do because you know I was actually on my bachelor's degree in web design so I do this all the time like I was trained to create websites and figure out what converts and how to uh, like ch channel in your traffic and where all that should go right that's what I was trained to do in college so I love this stuff and and if you're a web designer I'm sure you do too so it, that's a perfect service to offer. And then adding done-for-you services such as like DIY websites. So you could already have a website site um, done and then offer a lower price for you to just duplicate that website and put in all their copy and add their images in, but it still be based off that template that you custom made, um, if that makes sense. So like let's say you're a WordPress designer, you would have like a website in a box kind of thing to where it only took you maybe an hour and a half to set up because you literally just copied exactly what you've made before and they know that it's a template, but it's something that's easier on you and they don't have to pay a lot for the custom website. Offer setups for affiliate software. So for instance, with me, I offer ConvertKit, a 30-day free trial of ConvertKit at marketbeautifully.com slash ConvertKit. And with that 30-day free trial, I either get on a 15-minute phone call with people that sign up and we walk through your sales funnel process or I let them choose for me to send them a custom video that allows me to like 
create their sales funnel within ConvertKit for them and I show exactly how I'm doing that. So I go above and beyond for people that sign up through my affiliate link on ConvertKit because first of all, I'm so appreciative and second of all, I just want to go above and beyond for them. So that's how I've added on for my digital products, I've added on services. And I hope those examples really helped you out. Now, if you're selling a passive product, these are the steps that I want you to take. This is so important and this is what I want to end with. Okay, so if you're selling a passive product, you need to be spending time with your community, doing market research, and doing surveys. That is the first step. Make sure that you are actually on the same page with your audience. I've seen this time and time over again. I know this is a basic advice, but please do market research. Okay, now two. Validate with a freebie or a poll or a credit card. Make them pull out their credit card and pay, but make sure to validate this in some way. Now you need to create a launch plan. So what does your launch look like for this passive product? A map, all that launch, that launch map out completely. And then I want you to sell your passive product to your audience. Set those launch dates and then follow through on that launch. So you're gonna have organic, maybe a little bit paid, like maybe put $20 in ads here to your warm traffic or something along those lines, but uh, really get the message out there and then think about, okay, where will you sell your products to extend your reach, such as Creative Market, Etsy, or Amazon, or something along those lines, right? And then create a funnel that leads to passive product. So create a funnel that's going to automate. Now, obviously, I recommend ConvertKit because this is Basically, ConvertKit runs my entire business, I swear, but ConvertKit automates sales. I, I swear by it, ConvertKit makes sales on autopilot. Seriously, it's amazing. So um, that's something that I definitely recommend you do. And if you do want to create, you have a 30-day free trial of ConvertKit at marketbeautifully.com slash ConvertKit, I will help you set that up. So um, if you do sign up with that link, just shoot me an email at chat and marketbeautifully.com and I'll make sure you're covered, girl. Seriously, we'll go through it all together and make sure your entire sales funnel is down packed. Um, it's going to be great. So then I want you to automate your funnel and the traffic that leads down it so that you can get consistent monthly income from this passive product. That's what I want you to do. So not only do you need to have a launch, you need to think about how to extend that reach of your uh, of that passive product then create a simple funnel it doesn't have to be complicated just a simple funnel maybe a, a link from social media traffic driver to a content piece or to a freebie to your paid product so whatever that look it could be super simple like that but get that set up know your numbers and then automate it you could even use promoted pins to get more traffic down that funnel because usually the clicks on promoted pins are super cheap since everyone's flooding to facebook ads right now so that's just something to think about if you want to add on a passive product to your business which i know a lot of you do because i get it a lot in my dms when i've done video calls with a lot of you that are listening to the podcast uh, you guys have told me hey, I'm, I'm thinking about adding a passive product i just don't know where to start that is the steps right there those are the steps to do a passive product and to automate it from start to finish if you want to add that to your business model okay i'm really excited about this and i hope that this has really enlightened you on how you can pivot your business model. If you have 
any questions, any additional questions about pivoting your business model or specifically your business model, um, please let me know. Just DM me on Instagram and we can chat about it. I love connecting with all of you on Instagram. It is so much fun. We have so much fun in the DMs. Now, I wanted to add on to this recording because in the comment section on Facebook, Vanessa asked a fantastic question that deserves an answer. And I do not see this because Facebook is being weird with showing comments right now. Okay, I have it here. So Vanessa said, yes, I struggle with this because I am transitioning from more service-based branding, web design, and all the things to product-based opt-in and digital product templates with education in mind, such as a group program and such. That's awesome, Vanessa. I'm really struggling with the balance between taking clients and increasing my product line because I'm still taking as many clients, but with more product creation and launches, the customer services become a definite thing I need to pay attention to. Totally understand this girl. So she said, do you have any tips on how to make that transition with it not being so hectic, stressful, and just overall working my booty off? I still want to take clients, but not full time. And I want to focus more on product development. Okay, Vanessa, this is such a fantastic question. And I know you are not alone in this because when I was uh, going through market research for the membership site quiz that I have for business stages, um, this is definitely something that came up a lot is they didn't know how to balance their time between taking clients and increasing their product lines. So this is what I recommend. First of all, if you're in the membership site Profit Planner Lounge, then you will have a profit plan and that will determine exactly what you need to be doing every day, which will help you balance it. But let's say you don't have a profit plan. This is my advice. Vanessa, you should be spending, let's say, Monday to Thursday on client work. And also, if you're not using Dubsado, Dubsado is a client management, which I believe you do, Vanessa, but if you are running a service-based business that is not using Dubsado, Dubsado can streamline and automate your entire client process from the time that they book through a form on your website to the time they pay, invoice, contract, everything is automated, and then you are left with less stuff to do so you can serve them better, but also maximizing the time that you have to create, uh, add on to your product line, right? So if you're not streamlining and automating your current client process, I would definitely recommend this. Now, whether you're using Dubsado or not, I would say that you need to get out a piece of paper, girl, and you need to get out a pen, and you need to map out from the time that someone books you, Vanessa, what does that look like? So Let's say that I come to you, Vanessa, and I want a web design package. What does that look like from start to finish when I pay you or when I book you to when I finish the project? Go through every single phase of that project and map it out. Map out exactly how that looks like. And this is going to take a little bit of time, but it's going to be so worth it. Now you're going to split that map up into phases. So what phases, now that you have phases, learn. okay, so phase one, that's the booking phase when I'm onboarding them, onboarding. Can I streamline or automate any of the onboarding for this specific web design package? Of course you can, and you can do a lot in Dubsado. So what does that look like for your business, Vanessa? Kind of brainstorm and outline that. So then go to phase two. Okay, is there any way that I can do the client create or the product creation, the service creation process better? Can I automate this even more? You know, really dive deep and brainstorm that. Then go to phase three, go to phase four in the offboarding process. Okay, obviously I want them to do a review on my Facebook page, right? I want them to review if I have a Google business page. 
Okay, so how can I get those reviews? How can I get those testimonials? Well, then you'll have an offboarding process that automates that entire thing for you. Even clients sending you video testimonials is huge and you can automate that with an offboarding sequence inside of Dubsado. So this is something that is super, super critical if you're wanting to add on a product suite. Now, of course, if you aren't even looking to add on digital products, girl, you should be doing this period because it saves you so much time so you can either take on more clients or just be a better streamlined, automated, systemized business owner because that's what a CEO would do, right? Okay, so now when it comes to balancing time, this is what I would do. I would first obviously streamline your system and then once you've done that, Vanessa, I would figure out a block of time that you could just work on your creating your product. So batch your time. This is so important. So I don't know if you use Asana, Vanessa, but obviously you need to be mapping out everything in Asana and doing due dates and projects and making sure nothing's overlapping. But get in your Google Calendar and say, okay, from... From 7 in the morning to 11 in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I am only working on creating digital products, brainstorming, learning, all of that stuff. And then maybe if I have a few free hours on the weekends, I'll do that here and there. Like let's say you're not doing anything Saturday, you're just lounging around, you're kind of watching Netflix, you can maybe do it while you're doing that. But the time that you've actually dedicated to this is on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 11 and the rest of your entire week is just focused on clients and streamlining your marketing for that. So that is the what I recommend because it's not only creates a system and routine in your life which ups your productivity and just your efficiency overall but it also just helps you kind of make it all click in your brain you know like okay this is Tuesday morning this is when I do this you know. Um, that really has helped me and I hope that helps you Vanessa and everyone that is in the same boat that Vanessa is in. So again, thanks so much for listening. I love, love, love when you tune into this show because not only do we have so much fun, but we learn a lot together and I'm glad we're in this process of being an online entrepreneur together. This has been a blast and if you're not a part of the Facebook group, Market Beautifully Community, you should definitely join. Go to the Facebook search bar, just type in Market Beautifully or just go to marketbeautifully.com slash community so we can have continue this party over in the Facebook group and if you are again are brainstorming any business project that you're working on or just want advice we would be happy to help you we almost have 700 members in this group and we are here to serve you and I know that you are going to be there to serve other people as well so come connect with us we're all going to be really good friends. We're all going to have a great party. It's going to be fun. I will see you over there. And until next week, I hope you have a fantastic and productive day.